Don't miss out on the latest news and events in your community. Visit StarLocalMedia.com today. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed on all the latest stories affecting your neighborhood. And if you're a local business owner, let us help you reach your target audience with our effective advertising solutions. Visit StarLocalMedia.com and take the first step towards staying connected to your community. Hey y'all, this is Devin Hassan, sports editor at the Mesquite News and the Relative Short Times with some recreation from my game tonight. Uh, our game of the week is picked by the readers, uh, a game that we all thought was going to come down to the wire, and it was anything but that. Uh, out at Homer B. Johnson Stadium, Sexy and Rowlett battling for the top seed in Division One, and it was just all Sexy. Sexy, <laughs> from the opening kick, just dominated this game. I mean, there's there's no... Nice way to say it. It was they they win forty eight to nothing, in the most lopsided game in the history of of this rivalry, and uh, you know it was just you could see it early on, and you kept thinking Rowlett was going to stage a comeback and get things together. Uh, it just didn't happen. Uh, it just quite frankly didn't happen. Uh, you know, Saxy. I, I thought the pivotal point of the game uh, came late in the first half, even though Saxy had controlled uh, most of the. Uh, the action. Rallis only down 14 uh, nothing, uh, and they had the ball at midfield, and they are going in. Or they have a chance to cut, make it a one-score game. And then Braylon Brooks, yet again, uh, picks up a pass and returns it 52 yards for a touchdown. That is his ninth interception of the, uh, of the year. His third pick six, and that changes complexion. Rallis gets the ball back. They're not able to do anything. Uh, Derek Rose, who had missed the last game and a half with a shoulder injury, was back tonight, and his he certainly made his presence felt. He leads the team down the field, completing three straight passes, including a 20-yard touchdown pass to Trent Dean, where Trent Dean just elevates in the air, goes up and gets the ball. Great catch. And now all of a sudden, it's 27 to nothing at halftime, and it was all I could make from there. Uh, the sexy defense was dominant all night long. They hold Rowlett to 101 yards, of, or 102 yards, I should say, of total offense. But you know, about 40 of that came uh, late in the game against the sexy third string. Uh, that that sexy front, you know, they, they were dealt a big blow this week when Hunter Spears, their outstanding distance lineman, uh, Notre Dame pledge, one of the top players in the nation, um, you know, suffering an injury, and he's out for the rest of the season. But those guys around him stepped up. Clark Yarbrough, Josh Stafford, Ryan Jones. I mean, you know, Rowlett simply could not move the ball. They ended up with 26 carries for 61 yards. But again, uh, probably half that came when the games were decided. Uh, you know, the secondary stepped up as well. That They could not. Uh, you know, Rowlett just didn't have an answer for the sexy defense. Uh, you know, they ended up cleaning 6 of 18 passes for 41 yards. But, it, you know, again, Berlin Brooks had a big pick. Mikey Buchanan almost had a pick six just a few plays before that. And so, you know, it was just, again, I, what we thought was going to be a great game going on the wire did not materialize that way. It was one of those nights where, you know, Rowlett just didn't have their A game. Saxy had their A-plus game, and that's the results you see on the scoreboard. Yeah, I mentioned Rowlett finishes the game with 102 yards. Saxy, conversely, finished with 505 yards of total offense. Over 400 on the ground. I mean, they, they spread it around. Miles Nash goes 16 carries for 156 yards. Derrick Rose, you know, back after a couple of weeks, 12 carries for 108 yards. 
Torrey Washington, 11 for 72. K.J. Williams, 759, two touchdowns. Uh, you know, they just, that deep stable of running backs that they had that we talked about in our podcast uh, before uh, really came into effect. And they were just able to uh, punish a relic defense that was tiring as the game went on because they just simply couldn't get enough rest. Uh, you know, this game, Saxe set the tone from the start. They, they marched down the field, uh, eight plays, seven on the ground. Derrick Rose goes on a one-yard uh, quarterback sneak. And then, um, you know, early in the second quarter, K.J. Williams bounces off tacklers with a nice eight-yard touchdown run. It's 14 nothing, But, you know, Rowlett is still within striking distance. This game is not over by any stretch of the imagination. Again, I mentioned that two-minute stretch. Braylon Brooks jumps her out with two minutes left uh, in the second quarter, takes it back to two yards, and then... You know, Derrick Rose with his arm. I mean, he he did a lot of a lot of damage with his legs, but with his arm, um, is able to lead them down for that that touchdown pass to Trent Dean to make it twenty seven at halftime, and then they just poured it on from there. You know, Rowlett putted the they had eleven possessions in the game, or twelve possessions twelve possessions in the game, uh, nine punts, one interception return for a touchdown, one into the half uh, essentially. And um, a turnover on downs late, so that was that was what Saxe's defense was able to do. Uh, Derrick Rose scores on a twenty-yard touchdown run in the third quarter to push the lead to thirty-four nothing. And uh, you know they didn't pour it on necessarily; it, they they were just trying to run at the clock from that point in time. But KJ Williams with a nice thirteen-yard touchdown run early in the fourth quarter, and Miles Nash seals it with a thirty-seven-yard run down deep into relic territory, and he goes in from three yards out to provide the final forty-eight nothing margin. <coughs> Excuse me. And you know, just a a statement win for Saxe. This they both teams are, are already playoff bound. They're both in Division One. Um, but they both wanted to avoid Allen in the first round, and Saxe um, proved their medal with their most complete game of the, of the season. Coach Red Barons was almost at a loss for words, which is a rare for for, for Red. Um, but he just was. He said, you know, that, that was just a, such a great game, and he was almost giddy. It was almost like uh, when I talked to him uh, several years ago when they, when Saxe made the playoffs for the first time in school history. Uh, it was just that kind of night for Saxe. So they will play Plano East. Um, in the first round of the playoffs, uh, a rematch of a game in week three that Plano East won 29 7. But uh, this is a whole different matter because Saxe changed her quarterback uh, to Derrick Rose, and um, it should be a very interesting game. Uh, you know, in terms of how Saxe's developed offensively, uh, that game is, is set for 7 p.m. Friday at uh, Williams Stadium as Saxe is the number one seed out of Division One. They get the home game. Rowlett. Needs to bounce back, and they need to bounce back in a big way. Uh, they played defending state champion and current number one, Allen, in the first round of the playoffs, uh, 7 p.m. Um, over at Allen Eagle Stadium. You know, it's, there was talk, you know, th- this has happened before. Uh, a 10-0 Allen team taking on a 5-5 Rowlett team back in 2007, and Rowlett was able to pull the stunner. They race out to a 30-0 lead in the first half. Or hold on for dear life and win that game 37 to 32. Uh, you know, strange things have happened. Can history repeat itself? Uh, they're already talking about that, but boy, that's going to be a tall task for Rowlett, especially coming off a game like this, where they just simply could not do anything because that sexy front and Allen is every bit as, as formidable and again, the number one ranked team. So we'll see what happens, but, um, 
You know, great, great game by Sexy. Rowlett is a better team than this. Rowlett, Rowlett just, it's just one of those nights. You have him sometimes, it just kind of snowballed once that uh, late surge in the first half happened. But, uh, you know, we'll see what happens next week in the playoffs. Uh, just a couple, uh, couple of other notes around the area as far as my teams are involved. Uh, Mesquite falls to Longview 56-24. And again, the Mesquite actually led uh, for most, most, much of the first half. This this was a back-and-forth game before Longview, um, you know, obviously just kind of exerted their will in the second half and pulled away to make the game a lot more, uh, a lot different than the, uh, obviously the first half was played. So Mesquite uh, settles for the second seed out of Division One. Uh, Horn, and uh, a play-in game against Tyler Lee took care of business over at Hammy Stadium, 55-41. to Jermaine Givens with over 300 yards of total offense. Uh, you know, we predicted this for a long time. After an 0-7 start, Horn wins their final three games, and they are in the playoffs where they will uh, play Temple in a very interesting situation. Uh, Temple coming in this game, uh, they've been state-ranked for a lot of the year. And they had uh, – if they, they played Conference Cove tonight, and if they would have won that game, a game that a lot of people you know, predict they should probably win, uh, they would have gone a long view as the second seed at a, uh, at a Division two, and, and facing a 10-0 Longview team that's number four and one of the favorites to win the state championship this year, uh, it, with a loss, that's – Moves Cove up to Division Two and bumps Midway up to Division One, and so a lot of people kind of thought, "How are they going to approach this game?" Well, from all accounts on social media, uh, Temple played their backups for a lot of the second half and allowed Coppers Cove to come back and win that game. So Coppers Cove gets that second seed in Division Two. That bumps Waco Midway up to Division One. So they'll host Mesquite on at seven thirty p.m. Friday at. Uh, Waco Midway Waco Midway Stadium, whereas Temple instead of going to Longview now gets to host a three and seven Horn team um, at seven thirty or seven p.m. at Temple on Friday night. Tentatively really set uh, as far as the time goes. So um, you know I, I I can't speak on this because I don't know. I'm just following on with the score updates. But maybe Temple was kind of planning for the long run rather than the short run. Um, you know, picking a three and seven Horn team over a ten and a Longview team. Uh, but again, they may be running into something that they, uh, they're they not expecting because Horn, again, we've talked about their schedule. They, they, there are four non-district opponents, Allen, Highland Park, Cedar Hill, Arlington. They finished the season with a combined record of 39-1. and Horn is battle-tested. You know, they lost to Lombie, they lost to Rockwell, they lost a tough game on the last game field of Mesquite. But this Horn is not your ordinary 3-17. and so that may have some uh, some drama there uh, going to Temple. Uh, so that that should be a good matchup. Uh, you know, Mesquite. Uh, I should say Mesquite Petite took care of business last night against Rockwell Heath. Uh, Rockwell Heath, uh, McKinney North, winning fifty three to thirty nine. Seth McGowan, they're outstanding running back, two hundred and forty two yards, four touchdowns. Uh, you know, they just had too much firepower. McKinney North actually jumped out in this game pretty well. But uh, Poteet was able to make some adjustments on defense uh, to clinch the second seed out of uh, 7-5-8 Division One. But it is a surprise, a slight surprise to me anyway. Magnolia West beat College Station uh, tonight um, in 8-6-8 Division One. So Poteet's reward for getting that second seed is hosting the defending state champion, College Station, 
Um, that game will be at 7 p.m. Uh, Friday at Mesquite Memorial Stadium. Definitely a tough challenge for Poteet in the opening round, and which should be one of the true heavyweight battles. Uh, two teams that are very capable of making long runs, but they will meet in the Bidesa grounds on, on Friday. So, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, Sunnyvale took care of, in, in, in Class 4 in Division 2, Sunnyvale took care of uh, Farmersville, as expected, to wrap up the uh, district championship and an undefeated uh, regular season for Sunnyvale. Uh, not sure what their playoff situation is just yet, but we'll update that on the website as soon as we can. But, uh, you know, chaos is just typical for week 11 in Texas uh, high school football. And so we'll get caught up again tomorrow, but that's what I know for now. Thanks for listening. Again, this is Devin Hassan. You can always follow me on Twitter at Devin Hassan for updates. Our continued coverage at our website, starklamedia.com backslash sports. And, uh, you know, once again, thanks for listening. We'll have much more in the playoffs. The opening round of the playoffs with some heavyweight, you know, heavyweight battles in the opening round uh, next week. So we'll talk to you then. Looking to hire top talent in your community? Look no further than StarLocalJobs.com. Our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area. With StarLocalJobs.com, you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements. Our platform is user-friendly and offers a wide range of options to help you find the perfect candidate for your open position. Plus, our job matching algorithm ensures that your listing is shown to the most relevant job seekers in your area. But that's not all, StarLocalJobs.com also offers a variety of resources to help you throughout the hiring process. From candidate screening to interview tips, our team of experts is dedicated to helping you find the right fit for your company. So why wait? Join the thousands of satisfied employers who have found their ideal candidate through StarLocalJobs.com. Post your job listing today and start building your dream team.